Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. And today I'm joined by guest Josh Demansky, the co-author and designer of The Bureau. Welcome. Hey, he's gone. Did I get everything right there? Oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going, I'm just going well. It's going well. So let's start somewhere. Let's start by asking, what is The Bureau? Sure. Um, so the Bureau is the the second official module for the Liminal Horror role-playing system. And the Bureau itself, it, it takes inspiration from um, stuff like the, the video game Control. And in particular, uh, if well, fans of your show are familiar with the Mothership RPG, uh, they released the, the Gradient Descent module, I think it was a year or two ago at this point. Um, so the idea with the Bureau was sort of to take those two ideas and smash them together to make a, a module for Liminal Horror, where it's this this modern-day dungeon crawl where you dive into a labyrinthian headquarters of this, you know, clandestine organization that's supposed to protect us from the paranormal, but they themselves are currently under attack, so... You kind of dive in, and there's a bunch of levels that you can go down, and you can kind of, uh, presumably, depending on how your campaign goes, uh, weed out the source of that, that that corruption that's at the center of the Bureau. I'm going to interrupt you, and I'm going to put a couple things out there real quick. <laughs> I haven't really... So we've... I've heard the, the game Liminal Horror brought up a few times in the show, and if you've been listening, it's been brought up a couple times, but not often. I'm hopefully going to do a zine review on the main book. I want to say that that um, I I don't have the bureau yet, but I'm dying to get a hold of a copy of that. It's <laughs> it, it it sounds cool, it looks cool, and I'm really impressed with Liminal Horror. It's a neat game. It's a good, I'd say, rules lightish, very manageable system for a horror role playing game in zine form, and it seems robust enough to do a, a ton of stuff with. I'm excited, but. Also, you have a current Kickstarter with some liminal horror stuff as well, correct? Yep. So uh, right now we are in the process of, well, the campaign's ongoing for, uh, it's a project called Tales from the Void. Uh, we're calling this a liminal horror anthology. And what we're doing is taking uh, three different creators from the, the community who are making projects for the horror and bringing them together under one sort of uh, banner. Um, these are going to be uh, all pamphlet adventures, so uh, short form content uh, suitable for one shot, or you can really kind of extend them to a bit of a longer thing if you so choose. Um, but each of these creators is doing sort of their own project, but we're bringing them together to, you know, do one of those rising tides, raises all boats type of situations. Yeah, um, I appreciate that. What can you tell us about the adventures? In, so these are, are multiple adventures, Tales from the Void, correct? Yep. And what can you tell us about the adventures you're getting there? Like, what's unique about them? What's <laughs> makes What makes them interesting? Why would, why would the listeners want to check them out? <laughs> sure. So um, just to kind of back up a little bit on that, and I'll lead into the... <laughs> <laughs> what about. Um, so that this idea came together very quickly on our end. So one of the things is we're trying to make this a very simple project. So like I said, we're having three creators, they're doing almost their entire own project. So we're not trying to bog it down with with overhead or admin issues. 
Um, myself and Goblin Archives, the creator of Liminal Horror, are um, serving as sort of like editors, project managers, and development behind the scenes, while the creators have pretty much free reign to do whatever they want. Now, the idea started with Evelyn Moreau, who's this, this really fantastic artist, from what I understand, was one of the early readers of Luminal Horror when Goblin Archives was starting to put it together. Uh, I think she was there before release, but I'm not entirely sure on the details on that specifically, but um, we knew behind the scenes that she had been working on this, this pamphlet adventure. And so we started the Kickstarter as a way to make that a reality. You know, the idea is, is um, one pamphlet alone is not really worth it on the Kickstarter means. Like you're going to put all this effort into something that is extensively a page for $3 or give or take, depending on the creator. So what we wanted to do is sort of elevate that project and the easiest way to do that was get some more creators and make it a little yeah. bit bigger deal. You said we got three three artists and writers in here to do their projects. Uh, the first again is is Evelyn. Now she's doing this project that's called or at the moment. Uh, His arrival was foretold. Uh, the idea being that it's sort of inspired by this this old um, meme with. What? Uh, <laughs> it's it's. Uh, I wish I could describe it. <laughs> better than I'm going to but what, what uh, mean? it's it's like one of those I think it comes from the time before like the even the term meme was ubiquitous where <laughs> it's this 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 graffiti cat on a wall and then a small black cat is kind of like sitting next to the graffiti and yeah. the, the 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 line the text on the, the meme itself says something along the lines of his arrival was foretold but oh it, 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 yes yes <laughs> i know the meme i know exactly what you're talking about that's a great <laughs> one that cat's sitting there yeah <laughs> that's brilliant so the the adventure uh has to do with that it's there is this obsession with the local children of the graffiti representing the strange cat and <laughs> It may or may not be linked to a series of uh, disappearances that are happening within a nearby housing project. So the idea is that the players would go in and investigate and find some weird fun stuff. We also brought in a couple of other creators. Now, the other, the first of the others is uh, Zach Valpin. Now, Zach is uh, sort of the, the unofficial artist for Liminal Horror. He's had his hands in, I think, every official project in some manner. He did the cover for the Liminal Horror zine. He did the cover for the mall and he did the interior art for the bureau. That cover then, for the liminal horror zine, I like it. It's, yeah. it's it's black and white. It's got all these eyes. Is this uh nightmarish like depths of something coming out of it? It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Zach's work is like phenomenal. And he's done other stuff. Um, he recently did the cover for the Fallen RPG, and he's got some work that's in the upcoming um first edition uh, mothership yes. scene that's coming out. Uh, and you, you'll you'll Wait, see his work all over the, the place. The you talking about the box set or yeah? The, sorry, the, he's yeah. I know he's he's in like the actual Mothership Player Survival Guide equivalent. Oh, okay. uh, In that box set, I don't know if he's done work on the other aspects of it, but I don't know. I. I don't have behind the scenes info. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to get that thing. <laughs> I'm really excited <laughs> for that one. Now, I, I I here's what I I I'm just gonna interject here. Sure. When I look at Liminal Horror itself. I want a mothership style box set done with liminal horror. <laughs> <laughs> um, <a> cool so <laughs> we haven't quite put stuff into motion. There are some ideas on the table for expanding it beyond just the zine. 
Uh, we don't know what form that's going to take at the moment, but keep your eyes peeled as we may have more info in the future. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, getting back to Zach real quick, we brought him in uh, again because he touches everything that we do. Uh, and so Zach's going to write his own adventure and do his own art for it as well. Uh, this one's called The Chair. And it's just, it, it deals with this like strange and weird artifact and, you know, sort of the, the consequences for interacting with it. I'm curious about that. Sounds interesting. Yeah. I, <laughs> now, Liminal Horror is a horror. And, and, and actually, we have another episode that I recorded today that'll probably be out the same week this comes out, where we were just talking about uh, the the word liminal has been popping up a lot lately <laughs> in my world, yeah. talking to people <laughs> in description of other things, as well as the, I think it's maybe it's just picking up liminal horror. I picked it up when the Exalted Funeral had their big sale. I was like, okay, I've been wanting to check this out. I've heard of it. I threw it on there and I snagged it. But I had to ask what liminal even meant. I didn't even know what the word meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is this is a fun one because you know everybody's introduction to liminal horror, quote unquote, in like a lowercase sense, is the back rooms. Um, this this sort of like omnipresent corporate horror space between the spaces, mm -hmm. and it sort of has shifted public perception of what liminal is a little out of whack of what it's supposed to be. So people think of liminal as this spooky space or empty spaces where realistically uh liminal it comes from a, a the latin i think it's lemon and it translates literally to on the threshold so liminal spaces are transitory spaces in a, a literal sense if you want to look at the simplest form that's a doorway you know you transfer between states from inside to outside as you walk through a doorway so the back rooms are a liminal space because they are this transitory space. We're not really meant to inhabit it. So if you think of back rooms in like a mall, you're transitioning between storefronts. You're moving shipping materials. It's not a space you inhabit. It's a transitory zone. So it's not meant for human habitation. In terms of liminal horror, we don't necessarily want to focus entirely on liminal spaces. You know, a lot of our yeah. ventures feature that. You know, the bureau is set within a liminal space. The mall has liminal spaces within it. The key with liminal horror as a system is the characters are liminal. So the characters are going through states of change because of the horrors that they encounter. So you you start off one way, and then through this the course of your adventure, if you survive, you're you're changed forever. So your characters are the people who are liminal. <laughs> uh, this comes forth with one of the mechanics that's called Fallout. Now, yes. Fallout is um, what happens when you take too much stress, so when you encounter the horrors. And Fallouts are mechanical changes to your characters based on the horrors that you see. So with the Bureau, we wrote a custom table for that, and the idea is, is that you are getting corrupted by the same corrupting forces within the Bureau itself. So the deeper you travel, the more time you spend there, the weirder you're gonna get. I, I, I really like, it is cool. Now, I, you have other stuff out there as well, besides just the, uh, so we, well, well, let's talk, you've got a few things that are on Exalted Funeral that yep. people might want to check out, correct? Yeah, so, um, I, I mess around with, with a lot of small-form content, digital releases. So I have my own Ditch.io page. Right? I make my own pamphlet adventures and one-page dungeons and stuff like that. But I think what most people would know before outside of my work now, The Little Horror, is uh, I've done some stuff with the Afterthought Committee. Uh, in particular, we've released uh, two adventures. They're 
taking the funnel concept that's popularized by Dungeon Call Classics and bringing it to old school essentials. So we've we've put out, first one was Zed and Two Knots and that released uh, this past fall. And it's sort of about these villagers being captured by essentially an alien spaceship and you're trying to navigate that and escape. And the one we recently put out um, back about a month ago at this point is uh, Tangled. And Tangled, again, it's another take on the funnel where um, this one's a more traditional dungeon crawl where this, this massive plant life has burst forth from a dungeon and threatens to overtake your village. So you have to go dive into a dungeon and trace it and find out what the, the source of it is to save your home. I, I Tangled, well, can I ask a question about that one? Who did the cover art on that? Because it is brilliant and beautiful. <laughs> um, so we've got two artists for... For Tangled, uh, the one who did the cover, um, their their handle on Twitter is Reptile Enclosed, uh, but their name is, is Lewis Mello. Okay. So Lewis uh, used to be a, uh, I believe, a concept artist for video game studios, if I remember correctly, um, but sort of transitioned to more of like a private commissioned audit artist in the last few years. He has just started getting into the RPG space. I think mm -hmm. the only other thing I'd seen before we, we contracted him was he did the cover for, uh, I think it's a Zag, which... Uh, is put out yes. by LFLSR. Yes, that is a brilliant book. We just actually just spoke to him. By the time this comes out, that will have aired, or LFOSR at least. Um, okay. and, and yeah, we talked about that. I talked to them about that as ag. That is a brilliant cover too. Yeah, <laughs> that is some good art. This is someone I need. To, well, wait, can you say their name again? Was that on Twitter? So they, they go by Reptile Enclosed on Twitter, uh, but their name is Party in the Front. But if you go to their website, it's Lewis Mello is the the guy's name. Excellent. Yeah, I, I definitely need to uh, need to to check more of, of, of their, their work out. That's brilliant stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> that that cover. Oh my god, that is one of my favorite pieces of art. Let alone the fact that I commissioned it. It's absolutely brilliant. It is. It's nice to split the load because we we're trying to do it fairly quickly. We we got a different cover, or we got a different artist for the interior. Um, and that, that's what Postmodern Oboros is, or Ouroboros, I think that's how you say it. And they are a, I believe, a South American uh, pixel artist that does work in, in um, sort of that realm with video games. I think they're making, like, old-fashioned Game Boy games and stuff right now. So the the interior art is all this really cool, like, pixel art for the stuff that we we did in there. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a it's a nice it's it's a nice looking book, and you can pick it up on Exalted Funeral. Is that an Exalted Funeral exclusive? Yep. So uh, Exalted Funeral is the the publisher for that one. So they they gave us uh, the money to get our artists and our editor and stuff like that. So that's exclusive through them for now. Uh, excellent, excellent, excellent. Some of the stuff that you have on itch. Can you tell me a little? Tell our listeners a little bit about what you have going on there, then. Yeah, sure. Um, so like I said earlier, I, I like to dabble in small form content. Uh, it sort of started as just kind of a way to have fun. I, I've been running games about as long as I've been in the scene, um, or just like in the hobby, I guess. Um, so it made a lot of sense for me to start like using programs to help me with my GMing. And uh, eventually I stumbled into Affinity. And this was after finding, uh, I think it was Chris McDowell's of videos on Electric Bastion Land. And so I was already like using it to prep content for my own games. And so I was kind of like, why don't I just put some of this out? And so I started small and I intentionally keep my stuff small. I really like working within a set of design constraints. 
be that a pamphlet or a single page or a small zine. It's really just like the physical published stuff that I've done uh, that's sort of more recent that's expanding that into like proper releases. So I, I put out a, you know, a handful of stuff. I've got a couple of pamphlet adventures for Troika. Uh, my claim to fame is, well, I got two of them that I like to mess around with. Um, <laughs> I put out the first third-party pamphlet adventure for Acid Death Fantasy shortly after the book oh. release for Troika. <laughs> yes so, that's a that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty book <laughs> yeah. uh, my, when i read it though the one thing i was i was taking a little bit issue with is like i really wish that luke Gehring had written an adventure for it because uh, yeah. one luke Gehring is my favorite author uh in the rpg scene uh, but i felt like it really needed adventure so i wrote in service to a sultan was one of my early releases uh with the idea of being a quote-unquote starting adventure for acid fantasy um, and it was within a few weeks of the book's, you know, formal release. Um, and that, that's one of my more popular things. Uh, I had a lot of folk on the, the Melsonian Discord server that said very kind things after I released it. And so everything's been sort of spurred from there. I wrote an adventure that's called Hunt for the Great Goose. It's for Electric Bastion Land. Yes. It's it's a pamphlet. In this one, I, I sort of re-released it. So I bumped it up on my, my itch page. But in, I believe it was 2020... Chris McDowell released a like supplement book for Electric Bastion Land, uh, just PDF only, um, that was about this holiday, Oddmas, which is like the holiday within the city of Bastion. And so he released the supplement. And the day that that dropped, I conceived the idea, wrote it, designed and released the pamphlet. <laughs> And so, again, it was the first thing to release for Oddmas. And I think there's only other one or two other things out there that are specific for Oddmas adventures. But the idea being that you use it for your holiday season if you want to play games around then. But uh, last year, I went back and did a, I call it a remastered version, but I got uh, Perplexing Ruins to do a cover for me. And I updated the, nice. the interior to sort of reflect what I had learned in the year since it had released in terms of like layout and design. And I reworked some of the text and stuff like that. So... Uh, I put that out, you know, back December. I think the uh, the re-release happened, but that's my other my other claim to fame. As I was the first to put out a specifically Oddmas adventure for Electric Land. That's awesome. So we're about on time. Could you let the listeners know where they can find you online and check out some of your stuff and back the Kickstarter? <laughs> yes. So uh, the Kickstarter, if you want to go and find that, you should just be able to keyword Tales from the Void. Uh, it's a liminal horror anthology. We got a nice picture of a cat on there. Uh, should be easy to find if you're using your search. Uh, if you do not want to go to Kickstarter directly, you can find it on our various social media pages. Primarily, uh, you can find me at Unenthuser. That's unenthusiastic user smashed into one uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can also find it through Goblin Archives, either the Goblin Ar the, yeah, the Archives website or Goblin Archives social media. I think it's Goblin underscore Archives, too. Um, so you can find all the links to the Limited Horror stuff there. Uh, if you want to find me personally outside of that, you can find my itch.io page, which is itch.io slash unenthuser. Or uh, you can find me on Discord. Now, I didn't have the foresight to unify my branding. So on Discord, I go by Offended Defender. Uh, <laughs> and you can find me at a bunch of related servers. So it should be easy enough to track me down if you so choose. Excellent. Well, it's been good talking to you. Thank you for coming on. You too. Thank you for having me. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. 
You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon, and we could really use any support you could give. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. <laughs>